0: Hello, and welcome to the Once Again podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 2009 animated short, Prep and Landing. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film or giving a bunch of behind the scenes facts, but rather giving our impression of the overall film and the songs from the film, although this movie doesn't really have songs in it. So bake some cookies, make some cocoa, hang those stockings by the chimney with care, sit back, and enjoy this episode.
1: Prep and Landing is a 2009 computer animated television special based on an idea by Chris Williams at Walt Disney Animation Studios and developed by Kevin Dieters and Stevie Wormer's Skelton into a half-hour Christmas special. It first aired December eighth, two 2009 on ABC. The special was released online the next day, along with an original one-minute short film, Tiny's Big Adventure. A sequel, Operation Secret Santa, aired on December 7, 2010, reprising the original cast with additional voice talents. The second half-hour Christmas TV special, Prep and Landing, Naughty vs. Nice, aired on December 5, 2011 on ABC, with another holiday special being planned for the future.
0: The film is written and directed by Kevin Dieters and Stevie Wormer Skelton. And the music is by Michael Giachicho. It was produced by Dorothy McKim. It has a runtime of 22 minutes. It was distributed by Disney ABC Domestic Television. It had a budget of 14 million or just over 18 million in today's money. And while there are no box office numbers for prep and landing, as it didn't have a theatrical release. The rating numbers were an overall 5.8 share, which means 5.8% of the homes in America watched it, with a 4.1 share in the target demographic of 18 to 49 years age. And in the raw numbers, it had 12.042 million viewers, making it number one in the time slot 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, number one for the night, December 8th, 2009, and number 13 overall for the week. On December 1st, 2009, prior to the first broadcast, Prep and Landing was nominated for nine Annie Awards in seven categories by the International Animated Film Association. It won three awards, including the Award for Best Animated Television Production, On February 10th, 2010, Prep and Landing was nominated for two awards at the 8th Visual Effects Society Awards, winning in the Outstanding Visual Effects in Broadcast Miniseries, Movies, or Special category, and losing in the Outstanding Animated Characters in Broadcast Program or Commercial category. On August 21st, 2010, Prep and Landing was honored with four Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Animated Program for Programming Less Than One Hour category. So, let's dive right into the plot. We meet Wayne, who is voiced by Dave Foley, a Christmas elf, and he is part of an elite organization known as Prep and Landing, whose job is to ready millions of homes around the world for Santa Claus's visit. After working with Prep and Landing for 227 years, Wayne looks forward to getting promoted to Director of the Naughty List. At the High Tech Command Center in the North Pole, an elf named McGee, voiced by Sarah Chalk, she is the North Pole Christmas Eve Command Center Coordinator or N-P-C-E-C-C-C for short. And she pairs the disgruntled Wayne with Lanny, voiced by Derek Richardson, who is an idealistic rookie who has an undying enthusiasm for Christmas to prepare the world for the annual trip of Santa Claus who is voiced by W Morgan Shepard
1: I think the idea of having some elite crazy team and all this high-tech stuff for Santa is great personally mm-hmm. but I also like and they never really say how many like prep and landing teams there are but like presumably because of how they do this there's one prep and landing team for each house that has a child is like yeah the vibe i get and i'm like that is that is a lot a lot of elves
0: yeah they don't really give a stipulation that it's only people who believe in santa claus or anything like that that they do it for it's just they just basically make it sound
1: like it's for kids but also it's clearly that they like it's not clear at the beginning but i think later in the special it becomes very obvious that's like one elf per house mm-hmm. like one team and it's that just seems like a lot of elves like wouldn't it be easier to like kind of have the elves set it up and then move on to the next house like
0: agreed or maybe each elf does a time zone like they have a house in each time zone or something and the. Sto- I guess that yeah. that might
1: work better then if yeah. they're like zipping off ahead of Santa
0: but moving right along the promotion to be director of the naughty list intelligence went to wayne's sidekick peterson and this is something that deeply upsets wayne because he trained peterson i have some experience with that in my own personal life but let's
1: get it hit too close for you
0: let's stay out of that for right now and we'll we'll move right along however the duo of wayne and lanny get more than they can bargain for when a young boy named timmy terwelp voiced by mason val cotton captures them in action, enabling Lanny to re-spark the spirit of Christmas in Wayne. My notes kind of skip ahead a little bit here, but basically he sees them. They send uh, Timmy off to bed and try to get the house ready for Santa's arrival.
1: Yeah, well, basically, Lainey right, brings up that, like, oh, we have to make sure that the kids are tucked in, so, like, that's what they're doing, but they should already be on the roof by now, like, prepping for Santa, and there's a giant snowstorm, so they, like, really should be on the roof already, so it's hmm. a problem that they aren't on the roof, basically, it's the big issue. Yep.
0: Meanwhile, Miss Holly, voiced by Kasha Koropinski, she's Santa's assistant and she gives a briefing back at the North Pole on the trip. And McGee gets word of a storm over Sector 7, where they are located and utters, oh, frostbite, and calls out a code of figgy pudding passing by Timmy's house, but Wayne decides to over, override McGee's call to pass by and visit the house. However prep is lost when their tracking and landing device is lost in said snowstorm, so they improvise from a display using an inflatable Santa snow globe and save Santa's sleigh, say that 10 times fast, from from disaster. In the end, Santa gives Wayne a snow globe with a miniature version of Timmy's house, and they can see him enjoying Christmas. And Wayne turns down a promotion to be in charge of the nice list intelligence.
1: Realistically, that man ain't turning down the nice list.
0: No, but that man's
1: been working the same job for 227 years. He's like, nope, I'm out.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting, though, that Lanny's bright eyes and, you know, attitude affect Wayne. And he's like, you know what? I do like doing this. I do like doing prep and landing. Let's uh, that's what I want to be. Well, so we I, didn't,
1: Like we didn't talk, we didn't talk about like Wayne is not helping Lainey at first. Like he's literally talking to a Santa cookie, bitter yeah. that he wasn't chosen. Like being sitting. like, you, I don't care. I'm going to eat this cookie. Like he's yeah. just chilling out, ignoring the fact that Lainey is not doing everything correctly because it's Lainey's first house ever. Mm-hmm.
0: And I also enjoy how when he's sitting there talking to the cookie, he's watching TV and he's like, oh, look, a Christmas special. Let's watch something else. Oh, another Christmas special. Oh, let's watch
1: something. else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, he's telling the cookies like, oh, you want to watch this? Well, too bad. I don't. I'm on the naughty list now. <laughs> like, it, it's a little funny. Also, Lanny uh, graduated first in his class. And Mickey says it was a very small class because Lanny can't even open up the door to get into her office.
1: That was hilarious for yeah. Lanny.
0: Yeah, there's some good humor. At this point, we normally talk about the songs. I did list the songs that are according to the soundtrack. However, the only one that I really noticed was the Christmas song performed by Nat King Cole. Yeah, uh, that's
1: the only one I really noticed. I think the other one was more like... All the other ones are background songs, pretty yeah. much.
0: And There's the, no real
1: like songs in this. It is a yeah. television short, so...
0: Right. And even that song, get, it's just during the opening credits, and then it gets cut off before it's even yeah. done. But I also put down some trivia. We could talk about it. Maybe I'll cut it. Maybe I'll leave it in here just because there is no song section. And my summary of it was very short. So in one scene, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol is shown on the television of Lanny and Wayne's assigned house in tribute to John Lasseter's first stint at Disney. And Timmy Turlop's name is a tribute to Tiny Tim.
1: That's so interesting that that was John Lasseter's, like, first thing he did at Disney. I did not know that, but. Yeah. Considering he's such a powerhouse at Disney now, like, John well, well, Lasseter does everything.
0: It is interesting. And then the next bit of trivia I have here is Santa sleigh is codenamed Rosebud after the sled of Orson Welles' titular character, Citizen Kane. Um, I've actually never seen Citizen Kane, but it's one of those things of pop culture. That everyone knows, like how Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Rosebud is uh, Citizen Kane's sled that he wanted back from his childhood or something.
1: Interesting thing.
0: Yeah, the go code for launch is dash away, and it's used before McGee authorizes uh, the launch, as in dash away, dash away, dash all away. This one I found the most interesting. The latitude and longitude of Tim of Timmy's residence, which I don't know how to read out loud, longitude and latitude, so I'm skipping over what it is, are actually the Walt Disney Company's world headquarters in Burbank, California. However, the site in question is in the Ohio Valley near Cincinnati, where it would snow a lot more than Burbank, obviously. Director Kevin Dieter's hometown is Quincy, Illinois home to Dieter's Dairy, during a scene in which Wayne is quote-unquote being naughty and making himself a drink. The milk carton Wayne is using has the Dieter's logo. The Christmas tree from a Charlie Brown's Christmas appears in McGee's office. A station wagon with the license plate 12501 WED is the birth date of Walt Disney, December 5th, 1901. The German shepherd who was in the prologue Getting Dusted to Sleep was a recolored version of the titular character from the 2008 film Bolt, which was completing production as prep and landing was being made. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I
1: didn't even notice that. Like, And I've watched Bolt, so I'm surprised.
0: I never have, but I am familiar with what the character looks like, so... The image of Goofy used in Timmy's bedroom came from the poster for How to Hook Up Your Home Theater. Okay. <laughs> the scene of Christmas Eve prep is all shot from an elf's point of view, which is why you never see Santa's face. The home of Timmy. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Did you have something to say? Oh, I
1: think that's just a, you know, I think that's an interesting choice. I thought it was an interesting choice, the whole thing, to not show Santa's face, but. Yeah. I often think a lot of. Christmas movies do that so as you just kind of keep kind of Santa in your heart like he's not a real person
0: yeah that's interesting you mentioned too before about how um, there seems to be like this big operation going on in the North Pole that of course makes me think of uh, Tim Allen's the Santa Claus movie yeah like that that and that movie like there's so much uh, darkness underneath it that we can get into when and if we cover that movie but it's a, it's an interesting film to think uh, to think about what's going on there.
1: But, no, it definitely is. Like this is this is also into, this is more playful with the technology. I think compared mm-hmm. to the Santa Claus, I think that's much more. Agreed. Yeah, we, um, we'll get into that. You know, you said if we are covering Santa Claus, so
0: I was you know giving the fans a little tease, um, <laughs> but. The home of Timmy, seen in the Snow Globe, is actually based on co director Kevin Dieter's boyhood home. And a giraffe in Timmy's bedroom represents a plaything that one of Dieter's children played with. Okay. As Wayne prepares to enter Santa's office, Miss Holly is typing the lyrics to jingle bells. I didn't I notice, did not that. notice that. Not notice that. Yeah. That's cute, though. Um,
1: uh, I would say, though, I do have one thing Go we didn't talk about Thrasher
0: oh yes you're right I completely left him out of my notes
1: Thrasher is Dasher's cousin
0: yeah and, and he's he...
1: like a brutal looking reindeer yeah. and Laney goes up to him being like I thought you were a myth and he's just like I am a myth
0: yeah Thrasher was like all the humor in the movie previously I was like oh that's funny but Thrasher was the actual first thing that I laughed at like him saying like I am a myth and he's this big imposing reindeer myth. yeah that was the first thing I actually laughed at.
1: I do love Laney the whole time being like, that's so tinsel.
0: Yeah, you're right. Y-
1: you could tell this was a 2009 thing.
0: Mm. Agreed. I'm going to go now into my overall score then. So I wrote down, well, I don't believe that I was the target audience for this animated short. The runtime, the bouncy animation, and the humor le- leads me to believe that this was made for families with young children to watch. That being said, it is very well animated. The actors do a great job voicing their characters. And this is something that adults can enjoy with their children. The elves gave me a minions vibe, though they are not as annoying as the minions are. And while this isn't exactly for me, I still give it a 7 out of 10.
1: I like this. It was actually, I'm the one that suggested this. And I, you know, I'd forgotten how short it was. But I like a lot of these, like, Christmas special shorts you know a Charlie Brown Christmas is very classic Mm -hmm. in that regard and I think you know I think this is great I almost wish it was longer like I wish this was a longer story about these characters and about their particular way of dealing with Christmas and Santa because I think all the technology is interesting and I think the animation's great I think if you give this a longer runtime and give it like a full theatrical like release going Mm -hmm. on I think this is excellent But I also know that holiday movies like this tend not to do very well a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. Well, I agree with your opinion about it. Do you have a score for it or do you want...
1: Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10 as
0: well. Okay. I agree with your opinion that if it was longer, it would actually be better. Like, even if it was double the length. And I think you could have scenes of, like, fixing problems that we criticized of it. Like, you could show Wayne and Lanny going to multiple homes and Wayne not helping Lanny and maybe that's why they get behind schedule and like you know that that causes the problem at at Timmy's house and everything
1: I could also believe then like believe the fact that Wayne doesn't want to take that nice list job because if it's an hour long then I can be like okay I respectfully understand that you've changed your mind in an hour (laughs) like Mm -hmm. when it's this short like I can't sit there and be like yeah I believe he wouldn't take that job like I don't believe that.
0: Yeah. But overall, still enjoyable. Not exactly for me, but like I said, we both gave it seven out of tens. Like,
1: I I watch it. I watch it when it's on TV. If I see it, like, I will, this is something I will stop and watch Mm. if I'm, like, home when they're playing it on ABC. Like, they do play it multiple times during the Christmas season. So if you're looking for something to watch with your kids, this this is probably the thing to watch.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's uh, one of the things that um, in my research, I didn't put it in my notes, but it's one of the things that they air during the 25 days of Christmas on Freeform, so.
1: Well, yeah, Freeform's owned by Disney, too, so. Yeah,
0: keep an eye out for it there, I guess.
1: Definitely keep it out for ABC, too. They'll definitely play it once Mm -hmm. or twice, especially in the, like, week before Christmas when they really hunker down on the Christmas specials every night you'll definitely get that at least once.
0: Yeah. Or if you have Disney Plus like us, check it out whenever you want. Anything else you'd like to say or should I go into the outro? Uh,
1: and I would also watch the sequel to this. I had, didn't watch that one sequel, but I've watched Naughty vs. Nice and that's also fairly good. Similar runtime, similar. Mm. You know, it's it's very good for what it is. So I would say watch that too.
0: Okay. We'll have to check that out at some point. Maybe uh, Maybe next Christmas. Or maybe Christmas in July, who knows? <laughs> so this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, onceagainpod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you.